If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful air of Shabbos to all of you. Great to be with you. Great to share some ideas. To talk about the Parsha, to talk about the times, to talk about what in fact Torah is able to teach us and how we can listen to Torah. The Parsha is Akiv, a fascinating Parsha, full of all sorts of incredible insights, full of all sorts of incredible messages that Moshe passes on to the people just before he passes away. It's a Parsha that talks to us about strength, identity, power, power in the true sense of the word. But before we get to the Parsha, we're still very much in the, well, not the shade, but within the light and power of Tuba'av, the 15th of Av, the day of great joy, as our sages tell us, that the two greatest holidays, there were no other holidays as great as Chabisha Asr Ba'av and Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, of course, being the day of atonement, when people are forgiven by God for everything that they've done, perhaps every misdemeanor, every transgression forgiven. And Tuba of is a day of joy for a variety of reasons, many, many different reasons. And although many people think that Tuba of is the day of love, one has to expand on that to explain what in fact the love of Tuba of is, because in actual fact, Tuba of is a day that we celebrate marriage. And marriage is, well, the foundation of our people, the continuation, the ongoing cycle from past to present to future. And there are, well, two types of love. I've often spoke about it. Two types of love. Love before marriage. Love during and after marriage. Because a marriage is that area. It's that garden which nurtures and develops love to an altogether different dimension, to a different level altogether. The love that comes before marriage, it's not the real love that we're talking about. It's a shallow type of love. Infatuation, it's chemistry, it's a bit of lust. It's not the love that we really talk about. It's not the Ahava that Torah talks about. It's not the Ahava that our sages tell us that we have to develop within a relationship. But marriage, that is, that is the fertile ground where years of relationship, living together, going through experiences, difficult and joyous, that's the one that really creates the type of love that's everlasting, the type of love that's profound and deep and powerful. Very reminiscent of the famous line in Fiddler, Do you love me? And what did she answer after 25 years of, well, doing whatever is necessary to be the type of wife that she was? You ask me, do you love me? Because love has many different type of faces. And this is why the 15th of of when we celebrate not only the love that comes before marriage, but the love of marriage, the love that marriage nurtures, this is an altogether different type of joy. Because joy is one of those things which is so difficult to define. Happiness, joy, all those words, they roll easily off our tongues, but what do they really mean? Because joy in the fuller sense of the word is not simply, well, happy or fun, 
or exuberant. Joy is a powerful inner dimension of true contentment, of true delight. Joy is simcha in the fullest sense of the word. And this is what our sages are telling us. There are no greater festivals than the 15th of Av and Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, of course, is mentioned before. It was a time of forgiveness. Can you imagine taking the load of transgression, of shortcomings, of, well, in a simple word, taking the load of sin off our shoulders. A person is reborn. Of course, that's a deep and powerful joy. Chamesha Asr Ba'av, the 15th of Av, a time of intense joy because it celebrates a union. It celebrates a unity in life between husband and wife. It develops a love that is deep and powerful and in truth, truly everlasting. And one wonders, the joy of Pesach, the joy of Sukkot, the joy of Simchat Torah, all those are incredible joys, but not nearly as great as the joy of the 15th of Menachem Av. And that's something to think about. We celebrated this past Wednesday, and indeed it is the custom of some that when the 15th of Av falls out on a Wednesday. We continue that celebration through Thursday and Friday and into Shabbos because Wednesday, of course, is connected to Shabbos, Wednesday being that day that we say the small Lechunaranana. We begin by talking about the concept of Shabbos. And this is why today, tomorrow, we continue with this incredible Joy, And how do we do that? We do that by thinking about and talking about and putting into practice what Jewish marriage in the fullest sense of the word is, what Jewish love in the fullest sense of the word is. It doesn't come easy always. It comes with hard work. It comes with dedication. It comes with humility. It comes with the art of giving, giving of oneself in a very meaningful, often altruistic sort of way. It doesn't come easy because as human beings, we tend to be somewhat egotistical. We think of ourselves, and this takes, as I said before, a dimension of humility, understanding the other in a very real way. And this is the relationship of marriage. Marriage is not only what I get out of it, what it gives me, how it provides for me, but what I can give, how I can share, what I can contribute, how I can make this union something which is strong and powerful. And the far-reaching benefits are amazing in terms of children, in terms of a legacy, in terms of creating that inner joy that I was talking about. And this is something which is so important in our day and age when relationships are so fragile when relationships no longer have the stability that it should, when relationships are, well, not where they should be, because people live a transient life. People live a life that, well, you know, easy come, easy go. Torah talks to us. Celebrate that day that nurtures marriage, that nurtures love that brings about a state of permanence in the fullest sense of the word. More of that soon.
This is the Parsha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. The way we develop that awareness of inner dimension and permanent value, we take a look at this week's Parsha. As mentioned before, it's an amazing Parsha. It covers so many different areas of life. Moshe speaking to his people, Moshe speaking to the people in the great final, well, lecture, discussion, farewell, whatever you call it. How does it all begin? Akif. Akif, ahoya, akif tishma'un as amishpatim ha'ela. If indeed you will listen to these rules, to these laws that I put before you. What's the operative term over here? Two things. Number one, tishmaun. The art of learning how to listen. And akiv. Translated simply means, if indeed you will. But Rashi, the main commentary on Torah, tells us something else. Akiv can also be translated as a heel, the lowest part of the human body. Because there are certain commandments that a person, well, steps on, unimportant. Some laws you say to yourself, well, well, you step on them. You keep them underfoot. They're irrelevant, they're not important, they're minor details. They're the minutiae, they're, well, really unimportant. And then he says, learn how to listen. Now, we've often talked about the difference between sight and sound. On the one hand, sight is incredibly important, far more important than sound. You look at something, you see it in its totality, in all its grandeur, its color, its shape, its form. When you hear about something, it's from a distance, it's indirect. It doesn't have the same impact as when you see something, seeing something is a far greater testimony to that which you experience. Hearing something is, well, one step away. On the other hand, hearing has a certain quality that sight doesn't have. When you see something, as mentioned, it has that overall impact. You see it all. It's right in front of you. But in a sense, a bit overwhelming. When you hear something, you begin to appreciate detail. And when you begin to appreciate detail, you understand the inner dimensions of that which you are listening to far more than that which you are seeing. Take, for instance, an architect. An architect can make a picture, design, a magnificent structure, a magnificent building. But then comes the working drawings where the engineer comes along and says, no, you can't do that because this building will fall down unless you put this here and that there, the details. Because the details are the inner workings in order to make sure that that beautiful structure that you've imagined and drawn, if you want it to stand, and you want it to stand for a long time. Listening is something which comes slowly. 
stage by stage, detail by detail, but it gives you an awareness of what the structure is really all about. There's a passage in the Torah that says, Ozen milin tevochen, the ear is able to distinguish various sounds, and it makes sense of various sounds, the letters, the words, the ideas that those words convey. And you begin to understand something on a far greater level. Comprehension, analysis, the ability to understand something on a level that before was just a vague concept. You saw it all. You imagined it all. It was a huge, magnificent picture. But you couldn't put it into practice. You couldn't do anything with it. You have to go through the slow process of analysis, of understanding, of comprehension. This is what Moshe is telling the people. There are certain commandments that you, well, step on, unimportant. But once you begin to analyze something, and once you begin to see the detail of something, that which seemed unimportant to you before suddenly looms large. That becomes an important aspect of the overall structure. You begin to see its value. You begin to see its purpose. You begin to see that it's something that is absolutely necessary for the overall perfection of the entire structure. Before, when you just saw all the laws, all the commandments, well, these things were unimportant. But once you start analyzing, once you start understanding and comprehending, each detail becomes important. What's the old saying? The devil's in the detail. Because the detail tells us how, in fact, the overall structure really works. And this is how Moshe starts this Parsha. It's a powerful statement. It's a powerful statement because it tells us how we can relate to the entirety of something. Not by seeing it, but by listening, by comprehending, by understanding. And as we go through the Parsha, Quite a few times, you'll hear Moshe saying the following words. He'll either say, don't forget this, that, or the other, or he'll say, remember this, that, or the other. And the question is asked, why does he change those terms? Why does he sometimes say, zachor, remember? And sometimes he says, al tishkach, don't forget. Aren't those two terms one and the same? Remembering and not forgetting? They're very, very different. Very different because they both speak about two different dimensions of how a person relates to a past experience. Not forgetting, it's there the whole time. It's passive. All you have to do is not forget. You don't have to work very hard. All you have to do is the passive act of not forgetting. But to remember something, 
That's an active dimension of getting involved. To remember means you have to begin to actively do something in order to place yourself into a past experience that you've gone through. It's an altogether different type of situation. Mush is telling the people there are certain experiences that you've gone through that all you have to do is not to forget them. They were strong, they were overwhelming, they were great. Don't forget them. Fairly easy to a certain degree. But then again, there are certain moments, certain experiences that you've gone through that you have to remember, work very hard in order to recall them in great detail. Not forgetting is not an experience of detail. Not forgetting is a general relationship to that which took place. Remembering, remembering is going through an experience, a past event, detail by detail. Moshe is continuing his theme of listening, of hearing, of looking at detail in order to appreciate the true totality of an experience, that which you've gone through. It's not enough. It's not enough just to not forget certain situations you have to remember. And when you have to remember, you have to focus. And focus means energy, clarity, attention to detail. And this is something which is so important for us. Because it's easy to sit back and be passive. It's easy to be, well, just sit back and do nothing. That's why people, well, they want to see things instead of reading things. They want to, well, just go through a simple experience, a lazy experience, rather than one that takes effort and input. They don't want to, well, not forget, but to remember is difficult. They tread on certain minor aspects of their obligations and relationships. He says, learn to listen. One of the most important aspects of a relationship is the art of listening. Listening means that you have set aside your own personality for a moment, your own needs for a moment. You've opened up your ears. You're sitting back and concentrating on what someone else, what the other is saying. As mentioned before, that takes humility. It often takes courage. It certainly takes strength to hear what someone else is saying. Because very often what someone else is saying is contrary to what you want to hear. And it might create an element of conflict within your thoughts, within your feelings. And that's why humility is necessary. And you need the time, the effort, to analyze, to comprehend what is that person truly saying. And not to rush in with an answer or a counterattack. I heard what you're saying, let's listen to this. No. You have to take a considered moment, and more than a moment. The difference between not forgetting, well, not forgetting, it's there. 
it's sitting somewhere in my memory bank. All I have to do is close my eyes and it's there. But to remember, to remember means to address the issue of details slowly, to focus with energy. This is what this Parsha is all about. He's telling the people how they can occupy the land. They have to go through the experience of understanding that each step of the way, they have to appreciate the value of each detail of encountering mighty nations, but remembering that God has shown the miracles and will continue to show the miracles. Never to forget and always to remember who they are, what powers they possess, what great gifts Hashem has given them. Again and again and again, the other dimension of this parsha is how they will take possession of the land in the fullest sense of the word. It takes tremendous focus, tremendous determination, a tremendous sense of self-awareness in the best possible sense of the word. This Parsha is powerful from that point of view. And it begins how, learn how to listen. More of that soon. This is the Pasha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about the art of listening. We're talking about developing an understanding of, well, the purpose of detail, of going through the rigorous, the rigorous program of comprehension, understanding, looking at the individual dimensions that kind of make up the whole. And the question is, how could we possibly accomplish something like that? It's difficult. It takes time, often very boring. It sometimes doesn't excite one. How do we actually do it? How do we keep our eye on the overall picture when, in fact, we can get lost in the sea of detail? In the Parsha, we come across something else that Moshe shares with the people. He says, Va'atu Yisrael, now Israel. What does God really ask of you? He says, To, well, fear him, be in awe of him. And the way the Pesach is structured, it means, well, that's all he asks of you, a rather simple thing. All he asks of you is to fear him, to be in awe of him. And in the Talmud, our sages ask the obvious question. What do you mean that's all he asks of you? Is Yira, the fear and awe of God, a simple thing? It's a huge ask. It's an extremely difficult ask. And they answer, yes. For Moshe, it was a simple thing. But the obvious question, of course, is... We're talking to all the people, Ata Yisrael, to the entire Jewish people. We're not talking about the Moshe alone. Our Hasidic masters tell us that in actual fact, each and every one of us has a dimension of Moshe, of his greatness within us. That's something he shared with us. That's a God-given gift, a dimension of Moshe within each and every one of us. 
left to our own, well, yeah, perhaps we would get lost in the sea of detail. But once we are able to connect with that dimension of Moshe that we possess, we're able to do amazing things because we know that we have that powerful strength, that incredible energy that he gives us, that incredible energy that he shares with us. In actual fact, toward the end of the Parsha, we come across something interesting where he says to us, you know, protect the commandments because they are so important. Do them. Love God. Walk in his ways and cleave to him. Connect with him. Bond with him. And Rashi says, how do you bond with God? You bond with God by connecting and bonding with true Torah scholars, true leaders that represent the highest values of Torah life. When we do that, we have so much more power. When we're on our own, yes, it becomes overwhelmingly difficult. It becomes overwhelmingly difficult to the point that sometimes we lose our way. We feel helpless. We sometimes become frustrated. We sometimes, God forbid, give up. But when we connect with true Torah Jewish leadership and we allow that leadership to guide us and we recognize that element of Moshe that we possess within us, that gift, it becomes so much easier. Moshe is not only talking to us. Moshe is not only giving us a speech. He's not only giving us an inspirational speech. He's not only giving us rebuke, admonition. He's giving us himself, the ultimate Torah leader. And there is the extension of Moshe in each and every single generation. And it's within us, and we have to search out the Moshe of our generation and allow that guy, that leader, to mentor us, to guide us, to teach us, to give us direction, to show us the way, the proper way. This is what makes this Parsha incredible. You know, this Parsha contains the second paragraph of the Shema. It contains so many references to coming into Israel. It's a Parsha that carries tremendous levels of greatness. And it can be done if we listen. And listening means attention to detail. And though it might be boring at times, might even be frustrating at times, we have to be guided by true Torah leadership and the knowledge that an element of Moshe is within each and every one of us. That gives us courage. That gives us strength. That gives us incredible confidence and hope beyond description. It tells us we can do it. And if we can do it, we must do it. And this is what I always say every Erev Shabbos. When you're in shul tomorrow, listen carefully 
to every single passage in this parsha. There is a wealth of information, a wealth of detail. And the operative term is listen carefully. And listen carefully to that portion that talks to you. And I promise you, there is a passage that talks to you, that talks to you as an individual, that talks to your needs, that answers your questions. Listen to that particular passage. But listening means humility. Listening means the courage to listen. Because when you listen properly, you will hear amazing things. We're in the weeks of the seven haftarah that deal with divine consolation. Consolation and joy and hope. Listen to this Parsha. It's a great Parsha. Good job,